0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let him have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020
1: by an absolute landslide. I said that you, um, that,
0: that many LDS
1: folks
0: and I, I love the same Jesus. I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God
1: to make you rich. Treating Jesus it? like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. the very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking me with you this. I'm asking
0: you to brush
1: your hair. That's what God commanded
0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog, episode 151. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog, Dunham, aka the Evangelical Norm. Master's Dog is a podcast that I do dealing with false doctrines, false teachers, false gospels, all the stuff that is coming against the truth of God's word and as the quote from John Calvin at the beginning of the introduction says, I bark when God's truth is attacked. I bark. I let you guys know what it is and who it is that is out there making an assault on the truth that God has presented to us through His Word. started out as a podcast called Faith and Beliefs Refuted, where I was dealing with the Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Mormons. And they created a segment of their podcast called Faith and Beliefs, which they started out talking about the LDS articles of faith. And I decided I wanted to respond to those to show how they do not line up with biblical christianity uh after that was done they continued on and so i committed to respond to every single video they did based on the doctrine and teachings of the lds church which i've done for the most part uh then down the road i decided i wanted to deal with other people other false teachers uh teachings false religions and so on not just mormonism not just those things on the faith and beliefs and that's when it became the master's dog. And so I've been doing this for a couple of years in uh, a couple of different things. have another segment, part of this podcast called The False Teacher of the Week, where I do break down each individual person uh, that you suggest to me and that I can find on the internet that are false teachers. So I appreciate all those comments, questions, anything you do. You guys are the reason that I give that information for new subscribers that are new to the podcast because every day throughout the week, I'm gaining more and more generally at least one a day. It doesn't seem like much, but it is a huge deal for a podcast that is as small, um, been going again. I, I, I'm boggled at the fact that so many of these false teachers are 49,000, 50,000 subscribers, uh, been on, on for a short period of time since 2020. I've been doing this for almost 10 years and we've got 360 people, uh, that are faithfully, uh, subscribed to this channel and I appreciate every single one of you 360 so today we're going to be back to the roots of the podcast we're dealing with David Snell over at Saints Unscripted this episode they did is talking about the priesthood keys and full disclosure I haven't even watched this entire episode myself so this is truly going to be a blind reaction to what David says and so we're just going to go off the cuff with this, and we're going to let him say what he says, and like I always do, I will stop him as he goes, and we will give some commentary, and talk about what he's saying, and why it's not biblical, orthodox Christianity, so with that, here's our friend David Snell from Saints Unscripted.
1: If you're unfamiliar with what the priesthood is and why it's important, please, for the love of all that is good, go watch these episodes. But in a nutshell, the priesthood is the power and authority of God that he gives to mortals to act in his name as they run the church and perform important ordinances, like baptism. In Old Testament times, only Levite men could hold the priesthood. Today, all worthy men may hold the priesthood. But you don't receive the priesthood by reading the Bible.
0: Probably shouldn't eat Skittles while podcasting because you never know when you got to stop and sound like a fool yes old testament the levitical or what they call the ironic priesthood um was only for the lineage of levi it only ran down through the descendants of levi the Aaronic priesthood you know again aaron's descendants and so on um we get no explanation anywhere from any teacher that I'm aware of that just explains why the sudden change from a lineage, a genealogical priesthood that is only for one family line, why that change to everybody gets to hold it. any worthy member um, up until 1978 that didn't include black people um, and so on. So again... Where's the explanation in why that changed? Because again, Jesus says, or is it Paul? I'm, i again. I, I'm pretty sure that Paul breaks down the fact that Jesus fulfilled the need for the Aaronic priesthood, and now we have one priest after the order of Melchizedek. There's not a bunch of Melchizedek priests. There's one, and that's Christ, who is after the more order of Melchizedek forever. And there's no longer a need for a Levitical or an Aaronic priesthood because that was fulfilled in the sacrifice of Christ, which was the main purpose of the Levitical priests, to be there in the temple to make sacrifices, to do these things, to be the one that stood as a mediator for the atonement of Israel, between Israel and God. And so once Christ made the sacrifice atoned once for all, There's no longer a need for an Aaronic priesthood. There's no longer a need for this. And now, but so, and and Christ is the priest after the order of Melchizedek forever. Unchangeable, untransferable. This is a one man priesthood. So again, all of this is, is pointless. I mean, we don't even have to go through the rest of the video because this kind of priesthood authority and so on is not needed. Jesus fulfilled it. And became the high priest forever.
1: Or by studying theology, or even by sincerely believing in God. And as per Acts chapter 8, it's certainly not something you can buy. In order to receive the priesthood, you have to be ordained by someone who already holds that priesthood, thus creating a priesthood chain of authority from you directly back to Jesus Christ. You'll remember in the New Testament, Christ chose 12 apostles. He ordained them, giving them the priesthood. And in turn,
0: where, where, show me in the Bible where Jesus ordained these men and gave them this priesthood. Show me where. Yes, he chose them. He said, follow me, come with me. We do not see a single place anywhere where there is a description of any kind of ceremony remotely resembling what the mormons do of the laying on of hands and the transferring of this priesthood keys or these priesthood authorities nowhere this is this is a figment of joseph smith's imagination and a presentation of deception to the people who believe it
1: The apostles later ordained bishops and other leaders to help them run a quickly expanding church. It's very clear that there is a hierarchy of leadership in the early church, and part of the structure of that hierarchy is founded upon what we call priesthood keys, or as I like to call them, priesthood permissions. For example, I am an ordained priesthood holder. As such, I have power and authority to do certain things, like giving priesthood blessings to family members. But there are other activities that I can only do when authorized by the priesthood leader who holds the priesthood keys or permissions over that activity. President Russell M. Nelson and I hold the same priesthood, but he's authorized to run the church because he holds those priesthood keys. He has that priesthood permission. I do not. It's important to understand what the priesthood is, but it's also vital that we understand this chain of priesthood keys as well. So that is what we're gonna dig into in this episode.
0: Okay, wow, that was all introduction.
1: All right, so let's start with what the church's website has to say. Priesthood keys are the right to preside over and direct the church within a jurisdiction. Keys usually apply to a geographic area like a ward, stake, or mission. They also usually include authority over specific ordinances and activities, for instance, baptism, the sacrament, missionary work, and temple work. With different offices and assignments within the church come different priesthood keys or permissions. Jesus Christ holds all the keys of the priesthood pertaining to his church. He has conferred upon each of his apostles all the keys that pertain to the kingdom of God on earth. The president of the church is the only person authorized to exercise all of those priesthood keys. After Christ's death, Peter became the president of the church and held all of the necessary priesthood keys to run the entire church. He was promised those keys in Matthew chapter 16. Christ said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But of course, Peter and the apostles couldn't be everywhere at once, so some priesthood keys were delegated to bishops and other leaders. But after the death of the apostles, the early church had to deal with the question, Who's in charge here? Who has the authority to govern the whole church? Originally, ancient bishops were given authority to preside over and lead only their local congregation or local church, similar to bishops in our faith today. Over time, bishops of churches founded by the Apostles gained some authority over bishops of non-apostolic churches, until eventually, long story short, you had the Bishop of Rome claiming authority over the whole church, which was what partially caused the Great Schism. The Eastern bishops rejected the notion that the Roman bishop had ultimate authority and thus emerged the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church.
0: Let's split up. Do we have
1: to? But I'm getting sidetracked. We'll talk more about this in the next episode. Back to Priesthood Keys and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The only priesthood leaders in our faith who hold Priesthood Keys are... The apostles, including the president of the church, temple presidents, mission presidents, state presidents, district presidents, bishops, branch presidents, along with elders, teachers, and deacons quorum presidents. Their keys are only valid within their respective jurisdictions. For example, the deacons quorum president does not preside over any deacons quorum other than his own. But what about everybody else who holds a calling in the church? For example, what about the Sunday school presidency or primary teachers? Do they hold priesthood keys? No. No, I don't hold priesthood keys right now. Very few members hold priesthood keys. Give us the gate key. I have no gay key. But a great many members are delegated priesthood authority to fulfill their calling. Elder Dallin H. Oaks taught whoever functions in an office or calling received from one who holds priesthood keys exercises priesthood authority in performing her or his assigned duties. Latter-day Saints believe that the priesthood keys necessary to run the church were lost after the death of the Apostles, and the church spiraled into apostasy. We believe that the priesthood itself and priesthood keys were restored to the Prophet Joseph Smith in the 1800s by a series of angelic messengers. Priesthood keys are essentially the framework for the priesthood chain of command, for lack of a better phrase. The keys keep the administration of the ordinances of the gospel organized and the keys help keep members organized in their units, quorums, and callings. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. Check out the resources in the YouTube description for more info on this topic. Watch some of our other videos while you're here and have a great day. All
0: right. So there you go. There's David's little thing. Uh, Bottom line, none of this matters. This is this is one of those episodes that I look at, and again, I had really nothing to say as he's talking about it because none of this matters because you're dealing with a priesthood that does not exist. This is all manufactured stuff by Joseph Smith. This is all all of it. You know, God is strong enough, and God did maintain His church through all of the the, the false teachings of Catholicism and and Eastern Orthodox. There was a remnant of the church that continued on, and we see every, all throughout history, the, the Reformation and so on, there were always things that the church was not lost. The authority was not lost. There got, the gates of hell did not prevail against God's church from the death of the apostles until the restoration of Joseph Smith. A, again, that's a figment of Joseph Smith's imagination that is a, a con that he presented and put out on the people of the Mormon church. This is a priesthood that does not exist. There is one priesthood. And that is, I mean, we, now I got to roll this back because there are things in Scripture that talks about the priesthood of the believers and so on. But we have one high priest. That is Christ. The, the Aaronic priesthood was, was fulfilled, so there's no longer a need for the Aaronic priesthood, the Le- Levitical priesthood, which, that, which dictated sacrifices and so on for the atonement of the people. So that's not necessary anymore, and Christ being our high priest is our high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. That is not a priesthood that can transfer to anybody else. I mean, if you believe some scholars and so on, Melchizedek was a Christophany, an appearance of Christ in the Old Testament. So Christ is Melchizedek, Melchizedek is Christ, and that priesthood is his and his alone. And nobody can hold that authority but him. Again, we see see different situations of of baptisms and stuff throughout history that there's no need for a specific uh, priesthood authority to baptize. Now, I do believe there are things that only elders in the church should preside over. Communion, uh, church discipline, things like that. But I think as, as my, when my daughter is baptized, I intend to baptize my daughter, whether I'm an elder or not. I intend to be the one that actually baptizes my daughter because I, as a believer, have the authority to make that baptism. And I will baptize my daughter just like i got to when my wife decided she wanted to be baptized as a believer as opposed to the infant baptism that she received as a child i got to baptize her now granted yes i was a pastor and so on and oh well you had the authority i think all believers have the authority to baptize i think all believers have the authority to preach the gospel to do those things i do think there are things that only elders should do but it doesn't say that that in, in the matter of uh, baptism. So again, what's the point of this? There is none. There is none because this is all a manufactured it's a it's a make believe priesthood. And again, it's it's a a, a false priesthood and a false church following after false prophets leading to false christs and false gospels. And that's the whole essence of mormonism is it's all deception and uh, forgery it's 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 all fake it's all fake and there you have it and so again other than that i don't have any strong feelings about it thank you guys for taking the time out to watch again if you haven't already please like the video excuse me share the video leave a comment or two if you can if you got again questions comments snide remarks I'll, snide remarks i'll take all that smoke if you haven't already, subscribe, hit that notification bell, get all the content that I release here on the Evangelical Norm channel over here on YouTube, as long as we're allowed to stay here on YouTube. I've got a episode of, of Let Me Tell You coming up that could literally get us removed. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll deal with that uh, when, we, when we come to it. So thank you guys again. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.